1: What's going on guys, welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma, Mike Hoon here, your host, back with another episode, exciting news. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who have been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com and then definitely follow them on Instagram for all the information that you need, because I'm sure that's where you follow us as well, at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode.
2: I mean, people listening to this podcast know that, you know, obviously I'm from the UK and we don't watch football that often. Football back home to us is real football, soccer, you guys call it out here. Uh, but my guest today, you'll definitely know his name. You've definitely seen him sprinting down the field, uh, breaking records at OU. So uh, please give a warm welcome to Mr. Ryan Broyles.
0: Uh, yeah, I appreciate yeah. you having me,
2: Thanks man. I appreciate it. As uh, we just chatting a little bit before we started recording and, and being a real estate agent myself and knowing, you know, that the, the scene that you've got yourself into now and, and how you've decided to, to create your future and build for the future from, from an early young age. Like that's fascinating to me. And, and we'll definitely dive into all that later on in the podcast. But for now, I mean, you know, you take all the Oklahoma boxes, right? You are born and raised here, you went to high school here, and then you go to OU. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's like written on the wall, right, from a young age. It's like there's a dream is to go play at OU, I assume, and then you just get after it. Yeah, well, just, uh,
0: you know, you, you grow up here and you, you'd expect that people are born into being Sooners. Um, my father's from uh, Chicago, so we were more in NFL until really probably in late middle school. Um, I think I went to my first game, probably in fifth grade. And then I didn't really start going back to OU games until I was getting recruited. Um, but like I said, my father was from Chicago, so we always watched the NFL. It was either the Chicago Bears or uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So yeah. people always expect or think that since I lived in Norman, um, I grew up here, that I would always want to go to OU. But truth be told, I always wanted to go to Texas. Uh, so I had to fill that out. I'm glad I didn't go there. Uh, you know, when I came out, my, what was that, 2000 and. What was that, 2006, 2007 year? Right. Um, you know, the, over the Texas, Texas just came from the Sugar Bowl in 05, I think. So I was real gun ho about them. Um, obviously, started filling fielding, um, offers up until the very end. And OU was actually one of the last schools to offer me. And, I, and even with that being said, I was one of the last people they offered in that recruiting class. Um, so yeah. I'm glad it worked out, though.
2: Yeah. So yeah. If, if OU hadn't made an offer, you'd have gone to Texas? No, I never got off from Texas, man. Okay. Yeah, so I came
0: down to Oklahoma State and OU. Um, Oklahoma State was—they were—I guess they were a young team. They were doing some remodeling to the facility. I love the coaches; they were on board with me since I was a junior, essentially. Um, so I built a rapport with them. I actually committed there um, my senior year. Went to committed to OU after they offered me. Then I committed, recommitted back to Oklahoma State, and then signing day, I was like, you know what? Prayed a lot, talked to a lot of people. I want to make it to the NFL. I want to play with
2: great athletes. So I'd sign with OU. Yeah. Good choice. I yeah. doubt <laughs> yeah, that will. Worked, worked. Definitely. I think for me, like, you know, I have both hats on the on the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been to, I would say I've probably been to more OSU games than I've been to OU games, but I've been to my fair share. Um, yeah. You know, so I'm not like, I just, I just, I struggle to pick, which is great. Cause I can just say, yeah. like, you know, so, never a bad day, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, from an early age and just looking through the notes and watching some past interviews, you had some hustle in you from a young age, right? Mowing lawns and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, my parents, they they knew hard work. They taught us hard work. Um, I remember there's so many days that we every weekend, essentially, I had to have been four years old, I would imagine, uh, which was one of my first memories. But four or five years old, like, every Saturday, each kid had a chore. And obviously, as we got older, we had chores. My mom would know if... For instance, well, my mom was my mom would she would um, vacuum her carpet in the room, and if she's not home, she would know if we went in that room. And so she was so meticulous and she's detail oriented and she's a clean freak. So we naturally got the OCD. We work hard. That's all we know. And then you mentioned uh, I started at early age. Um, I did start going at eight, nine years old. Uh, I played on competitive basketball teams, AMU teams where we traveled. We didn't have much money in my family, so I had a, a coach of mine that said, "Hey, you can come do some work." And so I started mowing. I did that all the way up until I was uh, almost a senior in high school.
2: Yeah. yeah. And you, you really took to basketball too, right? That was one of your, one of, like you and basketball and football was like either yeah, way. That's, that's what everyone
0: played in the neighborhood. It was basketball and football. So I always played, you know, second grade. I started basketball or football and then rolled over into the basketball season and then some track. So I did those three things essentially all my life until I had to pick and choose in college. Yeah, yeah.
2: And uh, I think, you know, just listening, like I said, doing some notes and some research, like, you had a pretty good teammate in the basketball scene, right? I've had plenty. Oh, you yeah, yeah. uh, are? Yeah,
0: you're saying Blake Griffin, yeah. I was going to say, I've had some great players alongside of me, but yeah, Blake Griffin, great athlete. He was on my fifth grade team. Um, we were called Nexus. We went to... um that uh, I guess it's the AAU national tournament in Pebble Beach. Um, he was assisting dunking in fifth grade. He was touching the rim at least. We were all trying to touch the net in the backcourt. He was touching the rim. Uh, he was a great athlete then, and obviously we know what he's done.
2: Nice. Yeah. One of the things that I when I when I heard that listening to a previous interview, I scrolled all the way to the like I was looking at your Instagram, and the first post on your Instagram is Michael Jackson tribute. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you said that, in the interview. Post, yeah. Yeah, Blake yeah. taught you how to moonwalk. He, he did teach me how to moonwalk. And I remember we were on the
0: boardwalk out there in Pebble Beach, um, and he was like, he was doing it. I was like, you got to teach me. So he broke it down. So Michael Jackson, he's smooth, whereas you got to be rigged, like with the feet, and then you get it. And I was like, all right, so I've been doing that. I, we, we play Michael Jackson just about every day. My little boys run around dancing, doing all kinds of stuff. So Michael yeah. Jackson, man, yeah.
2: Still a big Michael Jackson
0: fan, then. For sure, my my parents brought me up that way,
2: sir.
1: So, is yeah. yeah. music quite a big
2: part of your life as well? Then,
0: uh, well, I, yeah, I listen to music all the time. Like my wife, she can hop in the car and not listen to anything. Like I've got to have some music on; it gives me the energy, you know. Um, I don't really hear words; I hear more sound and melody and, and vibes. So um, I love it; man. it gives me it gives me energy.
2: Yeah. So back to high school, you know, you're you doing well in high school, you, and then you get the, the final offer to go to OU. Uh, you know, I'm sure you're like. Thrilled as anyone from you yeah. know really is to go to OU, and and yeah. I guess that's when it really becomes real, is it for sure?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was you know, I was the number three player in the state, so I got a lot of offers, a lot of big 12 offers, has some big 10 offers, some SEC. OU came in late, so believe it or not, when I came in, I was you know, they 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 um recruited or I guess offered a kicker before me, and you know how in sports is you want the quarterback, you want the athletes, and then the kickers last, well, anyway they offered a kicker before me. So when I signed, there was a lot of, you know, even some of my friends that were saying, man, maybe you should have gone to OSU. There's going to be less competition can play there. You know, and then obviously the the media plays a role in it. Some people saying, he's not big enough. He's 163 pounds. He's not fast enough. He's not tall enough. So I came in and took my shoulder. You know, and so it was like, okay, I'm here to prove people wrong. It wasn't like I made it, you know, Um, and I don't ever feel like I I, essentially made it, but there was one game, my first game at OU, where, I was like, okay, all this work is paying off, and I was making plays when it mattered, and so that's what pulled me just the confidence to keep going.
2: Yeah, and I mean, you know, like you said, you, you're five ten, right?
0: Five ten, yeah.
2: Five ten, and then, but you know, you're pretty good at high jumping back in in, in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you yeah. yeah, operate on that for sure, so.
0: As an athlete, as a football player, I uh, play football and then basketball. And then obviously you have, you have the off-season where if you don't have an off-season in the spring sport, you've got to go back and work out with the football team. I was, I balled on the football field. I'm not trying to be in the weight room. So I went football, basketball, and then I went track. So the thing is, is when I was a freshman, the coach was like, hey, Ryan, you've got to run when you're here. you got to run. I'm like, oh, I'm not really here to run. So let me go over to the high jump, right? And so I did that every year. And then, you know, my junior and senior year, I came in second place, um, at least one of those years. You know, I'm 6'10". Uh, it's the record at Norman High still to this day. Uh, and a lot of people, use 5'10", how to do that. I don't know how to did. it. I just was jumping and being an athlete. But, yeah, I, I got beat by a guy that went on to get the high jump. I think it was Texan A&M or something. Uh, he jumped 71, 72 both years. Um, so I got beat. But yeah, I was jumping, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Just a second sport that you didn't really want to do, I guess. Without a doubt. But, hey, anything I do, I try to excel. So, I was like, all right, I'm pretty good at this. I had a coach come by and say, hey, Ryan, these are the steps. This is what you can do. And so, I'm like, bending my back, like, okay, this
0: is working. You know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, like I said, you go to OU that first year. I mean, you start breaking records pretty much from, from game one, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so that's the, that's the game I mentioned. You know, I, I redshirted my from my rookie, or
0: not rookie year. My freshman year, redshirted. Um, I was on scout team all year. You know, I was on um, scout team quarterback sometimes. Obviously, I was at the receiver position. Um, I learned a lot about the game. You know, I needed to get stronger. I needed to get smarter. I learned about coverages. Um, I was running different route trees because I was on the scout team where I started ones. And so that gave me the confidence. When I'm making plays as a freshman against seniors on the defensive side of the ball every day in practice, I remember there's many times Coach Beaver would come over and be like, right, make sure you run what's on the car. Because I don't know if you know, but if you're on the scout team, they don't just say play. You're, you're literally looking at a piece of paper. And it'll like, say, run a, a five yard slant, right? And I'm like, you have your guys set up for me to lose, so I'm going to run a three yard slant. And so he got on to me multiple times, right? Make sure you run it this way. I wasn't that person. I'm going to go make plays I'm going to be on the home scout team or not. But yeah, I know my skills. My first year, um, my first game, my freshman year for Cincinnati, um, I got off really quick. And it's crazy looking back on it now. Um, the first play I was in, I catch a ball, I run about 40 yards. The second play, i was across the, uh, the other side of the field. I catch a corner route, um, so touchdown. So catch, touchdown. The first two plays, and my confidence was uh, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah,
2: you already got a chip on your shoulder and you didn't, you know, you didn't really need an extra confidence boost. And now after that, I get in and, and they call the plays for
0: me. And I was like, all right. And so then I went to Washington the next game. I remember catching a slant route, went about 70 yards. I'm entouraging my guys down there blocking. I scored another touchdown in the game. And I was like, I'm a freshman, person. I'm doing this. So then obviously I just built that confidence over time. And, you know, I ended up as one of the greatest ever. Well, and you also had great quarterbacks, right? You can't beat that. Not just quarterbacks. You know, Sam Bradford, my first year, Andrew Jones. Um, you had offensive linemen, great offensive linemen, guys that are still in the league, tight ends. We had um, – jeez, you can go across the board. We got receivers. I mean, we had the whole shebang, obviously great play callers as well. Uh, had to, had to, had to, had to, we had to have a good defense to get the guys off the field so our guys can even continue to rack up stats, which we did. Uh, so it was, a, it was a team effort, man.
2: Yeah, what what was the biggest I guess thing, biggest change, uh you know, from from high school to to college, Um, uh, It was just
0: just putting on muscle. That's the biggest thing, you know. Guys turn into men at I don't know, call it eighteen. You're playing against twenty-one year olds when um, you get out there, and it's just getting in the weight room, understanding what it looks like to hustle, what it looks like to work hard. Which I did that in high school, but. You're not only competing against guys in the state, you're competing against a guy that's trying to get a job. Now. You know, you're not just getting a job in college, you got guys trying to get a So it was just a mental switch where it's like, okay, these guys are really competing. There's no taking plays off. My coaches' jobs are on the line, so they expect us to produce. And so it was like, okay, then we've got to do our job. And I never wanted to be the guy where a coach believed in me and I happened to mess up. I didn't want to get put on the bench. I didn't want to get the coach fired. So you just got a different perspective.
2: Yeah. Was it pretty soon, like soon as you get to, you know, you're at OU and you've got all these facilities around you and that mentality kicks in real quick. Is it automatically I've got four years to prepare for the NFL?
0: No, uh, you know, obviously everyone talks about making it to the NFL. I probably said that many times as I was a young kid, but it, was, it wasn't really um, a thing until I knew that the, the scouts were watching film. Okay. So my junior year, it's like, okay, Hey, you're, you're eligible. Mm. This is when it's real. So, you know, before I was playing my role, I was a young guy with guys starting over me and whatnot making plays. So I was like, oh, I just play my role be better. My junior year, it got real. Um, I had a heck of a year to be honest that time. Yeah. Um, or that year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it wasn't too much of year where I really thought about, you know, the NFL. This could be a, this could truly be a thing and it's going to be a thing I guess.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, great time at OU. You know, you sat in records. Um, you know, you go you have a great junior year and then decide not to go to the draft, which um, recently watched uh, a great video on YouTube, that, that a recap of, you know, that was just done about you in May, um, which explained the whole reason why you didn't go, which was yeah. awesome. uh, basically because you were in the second round and there was the, the draft class that year was insane. For um, sure. And it was a lockdown year too, so there was a lot that went into that for sure. Which I'm sure you get that question quite a lot right? You know what? I don't get that. Why didn't you go? Really? I,
0: I don't ever get that. So I, not that I was surprised that he asked that question or, or talk about it, but it is something we talk about. And it's something that I think about often. Yeah. What if I would have and never got hurt? You just never know. But at, yeah. at the end of the day, I, I did what yeah. I set out to do. Um, I played the best I could. I got drafted, uh, which was a blessing. And I still went second round even with an ACL. So I feel like that was the best case scenario. And yeah.
2: Yeah, so, so you decide obviously not to go junior year. You go, you know, you play senior year and you play eight or so games. You get injured. Yeah. ACL and then, like I said, but still get drafted to the Lions, yep. which you and a couple of teammates got, got drafted that year to the Lions, right?
0: Yeah, it was um, Ronald Lewis went fourth round, I believe. We had um, Travis Lewis, linebacker, went, and then Sam pra- Proctor safety went on draft. So it was four of us and It was awesome. Um, yeah, fun times in the locker room to see my student boys again
2: yeah so you know you senior year and, and you kind of figured out that look I'm, I'm going to the nfl i'm pretty much getting drafted and then is that when the whole like planning for the money side of things comes in like the business side of you comes in that thinks look if i get another injury like i need to take care of this money. yes yeah, so it was it was literally that day like i
0: my knee right there on um on the field here in OU. Um, I went into the training room, my wife comes in, my agent was actually at that game too. And I'm like looking at my wife like, hey, I gotta get a job. Like that was just my mentality. I thought that's what it was. My agent's like, no, we'll get you sewn up, we'll get back out there. But at that moment I was like, the game could change. Like obviously I've been through sprained thumbs, I've been through sprained ankles, but nothing that major. I didn't know what it looked like to come back from. Um, Yeah, my mindset pretty much changed at that point.
2: So at that point, do you start seeking out advice from professors, from friends? Like, how, how does that... It,
0: it wasn't until after I got drafted in April, we had a rookie symposium. I believe it was in May, maybe. So the rookie symposium, all the NFL rookies go to Canton, um, Ohio. It's a three-day seminar. One of the things they talked about was um, uh, finances and what to expect. And they talked about an article that many people seeing seen. 78% of the athletes or NFL players go broke within five years after retiring. I was like, that's not going to be me. I'm blessed to even have this opportunity to, to be drafted in the second round, to get a little money. I'm going to be smart with it.
2: Yeah. And then like, that's when the whole, I'm going to live off 60K a year, uh, you know, put the rest of my money in, in investing. Yeah, that's definitely a snapshot. So I went home, I'm like, all right, what do I need to do to make sure I protect my money?
0: Learn about the stock market, learn about real estate. So in the off season, I picked up books to do those things. Uh, financial advisor came in probably midway through the first year. He asked, hey, what are we spending?" I'm like, "I don't know what we're spending," you know. So he was like, "Okay, we'll continue to, to track your, what you're spending now." And so we did that over a three or four month span. I just kept hitting the five thousand dollar mark, and so that's what we stuck with. And you gotta remember, like I came from nothing, and then obviously college kids, we don't have anything, you know. We get what seven hundred dollars a month. There off campus. I didn't really have furniture. I didn't. So I just went in with the mindset of, like I don't really need much. Yeah. Um, and so I just I just kept it basic.
2: And I guess growing up, like the kind of money education through your early childhood and, and up till you you know graduate, it's not was just non-existent. You didn't. There was, there was no talk about it. My, my parents were very private not just finances, but you know if there was bickering or something, they tried to keep that
0: away from us. Um, now, I, there were many days where the water was cold and woke up. You know, there was days of electrical and off, So I just knew, like like you said, I've been doing a lot of things myself. I was paying my cell phone bill, you know, in ninth grade, my first guy. I was paying for my gas for my first time. I've always paid for my lunch money. So, like, I was always a, I was always a contributing person to my household, whether it, I would help my parents or I would just make sure that I was afloat, so I didn't get him to my parents.
2: Yeah. And I think we've got to shout out the green machine,
0: right? Oh, yeah, for sure. That was my first one. That was my parents' hand-me-down. I did the trip for a couple of years, man. Um, my, my, the, we call it the reading machine, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You uh, you still have kind of – you still keep up with, friend, like, high school friends and stuff and players and stuff? Oh,
0: yeah, well, I'm still here in Norman. So, I grew up here. All my boys are Norman High guys, you know. So, I, I kept a relationship with them after high school and college when I was in the league, and now I'm back. And everyone's starting families. We're hanging out. So, it's mm-hmm. a thing really
2: yeah. So back, back to the football, then you, you know, you sign your contract, you get your guaranteed, whatever the money is. Um, and then you're thinking, you know, you've already been planning for this is how much I'm going to spend or I'm going to do the rest of it with real estate. And I, I guess why, you know, why real estate? Why was yeah. it, you
0: know? So especially? believe it or not, my rookie year, um, I believe it was September, maybe, um, I had a friend of mine that his parents took houses in Tulsa. And so you got to remember this was after the recession. So 2012, I think the market started starting to tick up. So I bought a house. They're like, hey, Ryan, I'm like, you're, you're like real estate. This is what we do. Um, they had a team out there in Tulsa. They said, hey, there's this house for 19000 bucks. I think it's a heck of a deal. Um, they sent me some stuff, which I didn't really understand at the time, but I trusted them. Paid 20000 bucks for the house or 19.5 for the house. Put 20000 in it. Um put a tenant in it, refinanced the deal. Um, I believe it was after the season or wherever it might be. Um, and it was worth double what I put in it. And so I was stoked after that.
2: Yeah. Like this yeah. is this is something It worked. It worked for sure. Especially when you refinance and you get some money back, right? Oh
0: yeah, I was like, that's how it works. And so, you know, every off season I would study a little bit more, you know, maybe buy some here and there. And I didn't go full time until after I retired and you know, that's when I figured you know, I'm, a, I'm a real estate person, I'm gonna build a building career.
2: Yeah. Do you still have that first house? I
0: actually sold it two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought I would keep it forever, but um, I sold it two years ago. It was good for us, um, good to us. um, So, don't have it anymore though.
2: Yeah. So, you know, like things obviously don't go the way that you would like them to in the NFL. You have a great time, you know, but it just comes a time where you have another injury and you've slowly been building this, you know, the future, basically just in case for a rainy day, you're going to have your, you know, your, passive income your real estate kind of empire stuff um, so you know you, you kind of move back to Norman I guess and then just continue to how many houses do you have by the time you retired from the NFL um, what was that I was at
0: around the 25 mark maybe sure yeah. uh, that was after when I retired and then not, when I went full time I started continuing to buy I got more aggressive I learned a little bit more I was, I was here hands on um, so then we built the portfolio after that. And we're, uh, we haven't bought anything since um, it's been a, a few. It's been COVID happened, right? Before COVID, we got a deal which was good to go. Um, so now we're just managing our properties. And, you know, if we see a deal, we're definitely taking it.
2: Right, and you know, I guess just still trying to. I mean, the whole goal with with when you're an investor is like the one percent in rent, right? Trying to get that one percent back of the total price theoretically. That's, yeah, that's ideally what you want to do. Yeah.
0: And, and you play by that rule, you, you'll get bid over. You, someone is going to outbid you. So um, as long as you've got good finance and good management in place, you know, obviously there's more detail to it. But um, you don't always have to stick with the 1% rule. But um, we're, we, we like Mormon. We like more Oklahoma City. we got properties down in Texas. So we're kind of diversified. And uh, yeah. you kind of just shoot your shot, man. Is it all residential? It's all residential, yes. Yeah. So I've got single families and then you know, I've got um, multi unit as well.
2: Okay, so you haven't, haven't wanted to dip your toe in?
0: I've had opportunities. I've um, been in contract with some um, commercial ships in our office, whatever it might be, um, but I just never pulled the trigger. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. It, it might come at some point. I'm comfortable where I am right now. I know what I'm doing. I'm the type of person that I've got I to gotta research, I've got to talk to the people before I pull the trigger, and I've been so doing well in this field. Uh, and mean really after of late, um, I, we started the real estate sales side. So I'm a, I'm a licensed real estate um, yeah. advisor. Um, and so we launched maybe a month, a soft launch about a month ago. We're actually going to do a full launch here soon. Right. Uh, so it's already been good talking to, we've been working with clients, sold a few houses, a couple of listings. So I'm trying to build that up too,
2: man. Yeah, which the market right now is crazy. Wild time, for sure. Which is awesome. Um, yeah. But, you know, like, and I noticed that you and your wife are doing that together, right? For sure, yeah. She's always been
0: there, even when I when we purchased properties. I was since we talked about numbers, she helped design the properties. Um, she picked the paint color, the trim, the fixtures. So we've
2: always been a team. Yeah, and also you guys have a do you guys have a is there a bar and a restaurant down on in? North? Yeah, so it's it's
0: the porch on campus corner. Um, it's a bar restaurant. Fun times over there. Game day, it's always crazy. Um, so if anybody's listening to this, just holler at me. And, um, if we have
2: all <laughs> season Yeah, hopefully we do. It Was that, was that kind of just like, how did that come about? Because I'm sure like being a player and an alumni now, like yeah. something cool about owning a campus bar, right? Or just being, having a part of the city. Yeah, well, that I wasn't seeking that deal. You know, I'm, I'm, I was a real estate guy.
0: I was talking to a broker about a real estate deal and he happened to say, hey, Ryan, there's this cool idea. I think it'd be a great fit for you. You're an athlete from Norman, you're just campus corner Well, I met with the owners. Um, went through the operating agreement, went to the business plan, the model, and, you know, we felt it out. It seemed like a great play for us. Um, so we pulled the trigger. So, but yeah, I've never been a restaurant person. I, I barely even eat, to be honest. With you. I eat to live. I'm not a foodie. Uh, but it was a great opportunity, and I
2: wanted to seek it out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean in the grand scheme of things at the moment, yeah. not the best time to own a restaurant, but I'm sure everything will work its Without a doubt, So in business, that's how it is. You just go with the blows and you try to figure it out along the way. Everyone seems to be in the boat right now. But I noticed on your Instagram, you reached 50 doors a while back, right? Yeah, for sure. What are you guys at right now? That's the same number. We haven't purchased anything since then. Uh, It's been,
0: I've learned a lot. Um, So now I'm trying to, we've got, we've we've been self-managing just found, um, or not found, we just hired our first employee. Um, so now we're just trying to make sure that we can be stabilized in that area. And we want to grow another branch start business on the sell side. So, uh, I'm not sure how much more purchasing we'll do, um, here until this business gets rolled up on this end. So yeah. we're excited about where we are. I'll tell you that. What,
2: what's it like when, you know, when the tenant calls up and you, know, you answer the phone and they're, they're a lifelong sooner fan and they don't believe it to you. Like, I'm sure there's been. some. Well, uh, yeah. So sometimes, you know, I'll lease the property out of my life. Leases the property out. But,
0: yeah, on my sign for red signs my name's on it so it's they know from the very beginning oh okay hey can you sign a holograph yeah let's do this just make sure you take care of the place you know so you right. um, get it all the time even on the sales side now when I'm I, I contact a seller uh,
2: say hey I've got a
0: client that wants to see this and they just like yesterday, just yesterday someone said oh, you need Ryan Royals it happens all the time it's funny yeah so
2: and get, switch the yeah. lights off and leave an the graph on the kitchen table right, yeah yeah <laughs> oh that's awesome uh with with i guess going into the selling side now and being a licensed real estate agent uh you know do you want to do you want to really grow that side and become and that kind of use your influence and your i guess you know the, the brand that you've been building up from yeah. you know freshman in college or even high school to now na- you know to now yeah, use that and build a whole kind of mega team type thing and With, without a doubt, I don't know what it looks like but anything that I do I go all
0: the way in You know, from personal finances from the very beginning to investing in real estate um, and then obviously acquiring real estate we having real estate and now on the sales side so I've we, we put up a good, a good business plan and we're going to follow it and we're going to try to service as many people as possible and give them great quality service as well so
1: yeah. we'll see what
0: happens it's been good so far uh, but I, I
1: don't have it just that one. I go all the way in. Right. And, and it seems
2: just kind of from, from doing research and following you a little bit, you know, you're, you're always seeking out advice. You're always learning. Uh, and you always read your books. So I know you're a big advocate for Rich, rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. Is there anyone else that you kind of look up to that we might know of or we might not even know of that just kind of in your corner that, that's really a mentor of yours? Um,
0: I've got some local mentors. But yeah, like you said, Robert Kiyosaki, that was the first book I read in 2012. It opened my eyes. I'm like, okay, there's more out there than I did the went down the Dave Ramsey path on personal finance to Tony Robbins. You know, you you can go across the board on any finance book. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I've got mentors here that have taught me a lot of things. And I'm actually mentoring people as well. Um, so it's, it's kind of been full circle and I, I don't ever stop learning. So I know there's going to be a person that can be younger or older. I'm going to ask some questions and I might be able to take something
2: yeah, I'm sure it feels really good to be able to, you know, see what you've done. And, you know, people who look up to maybe in a similar position, growing up and know that, look, like, there's, there's a way to do this and a right way to do it. Um, sure. you, like, like you're not shy about it. And, you know, you you acknowledge it, like, you've been through some tough times, you've done some wrong things. And people can go Google the stuff that happened if they want to. But I want to know, like, when, you know, when, when the, the, the gas situation happened, when you're 18 and you get arrested, like, what is going through your head at that moment and how have you used that moment to just catapult you in a great way into the, yeah. future the right well, way? Well, uh, I've always been the person, like when you said, hey,
0: you, you got an offer to OU, that, could, that should have been heaven for me. Well, it wasn't. Uh, until I did get pulled over and my name was plastered all over the news, I had people saying don't keep that thug, don't keep him, he's a headache, he's not good. So I was like, okay, I'm on a bigger stage. So then I'm like, all right, I've got to walk around, I've got to be buttoned up, I've got to be different if I want to paint at this level. So I think my matured very quickly um, at 8, 19 years old at that time.
2: Yeah, you had so you yeah. had the awareness that this is, a, you know, you didn't have the chip on your shoulder, like I'm walking on clouds. I can, I, know I can do anything. Yeah, I came in scratching call, call and Tom. Everything
0: I heard was was negative. You know, it was like he's a good player, but he can't compete here versus guys from Texas. And they, and I didn't really know what stage I was on. I went to practice, I made plays and stuff, and then I get pulled over for doing that. And it was like, okay, like, no, this is a big deal. I am like, you're on the news. Like, I'm like, okay. And so obviously, Sue gave me a second chance. I continue to mature. Like I said. You know, I was uh, spending the whole first year of practice but I'm ready to go and so dude, it paid off and it's good that yeah. it's unfortunate that it happened but I grew up but I was never a bad kid man i was call the crowd man you know
2: yeah that, that's I think people listening or that may have family or people who've gone through that situation or know people that you know like you might just be that right you just you weren't you're in a bad kid you're just in the wrong crowd yeah or, no you know, one's perfect, not perfect, perfect man, man. yeah time But no, it's like, it's great to see that this can happen to someone and they can actually like make it a positive and turn it into, you know, a positive thing and a positive mindset and really uses it to refocus them in a, in a, in a good way. For sure. Yeah. There's going to be two people, two different people. You'll get beat up and you are either come overcome and get better or you'll
0: just stay stagnant and make excuses and you might fall off. And I just, I used it to get better, man, I
2: guess. So uh you know, back back to like now, I guess and, and the whole you know, building a real estate portfolio, continuing to do that, um, you know, just kind of holding tight right now, but build on on buying rentals, but yeah. the selling side. Um, you know, what well, I guess oh and also having a new baby, right? That's a huge deal. Yeah, for <laughs> and, sure. And and you know, you just said you bought a new you know, moved into a new house. Like you have all this yeah. stuff going on at the moment. Um, you know, what's what's life like at the moment? How's things like what's, you know, what's how's well, got a, he, my boy six months now, uh, you know, he was born in January. COVID happened
0: in March. So we were blessed to be at home. And that's when we got a lot of time to figure out our business plan with the new sales side of our business. Uh, I got a five month or five year old that his school has been shut down. So he's at home. We got an at home office. So it's crazy around here, uh, but it's, it's life. You know, I, I've always lived in crazy situations and it's no different now. And I'll tell you this. I'm, I'm very structured um, on my time. For instance, right here on this wall, I've got a checklist. I've got my calendar. So I try to stay um, on schedule. I've been on schedule my whole life in sports. And so I know if there's something important to get done today, I get it done. I don't put it off. Um, so procrastination is really not a part of thing for me. Um, but yeah, I know what I'm trying to be moving forward. I think it's worked for me since uh, since I really started my, my full-time real estate business. Um, I guess on the, on the buying side, but um, I'm a detail-oriented person, man.
2: Yeah, so you've always had, like, you, you had a pretty set morning routine or just daily kind of routine then? Well, yeah, so my first year after the
0: NFL, it was very weird. Don't get me wrong, there were days I would wake up and I didn't really have a purpose, you know. So my first year, I of gained a little weight. I've always been skinny, but I gained a little weight. I fell off a little bit. I'm like, man, like, let's just attack what we've been doing. We already started this portfolio. Let's just go and fill it out and do more of it. Um, and so that's when I kind of got back on the schedule. And then when you have kids, you've got to really be on the schedule. You know? They've got sports. You know, my little boy's at home. He's on a sleep schedule. So I- I've been detail-oriented. I've always been told I need to be in sports, what time you need to be there, You know, what time you need to sleep in order to wake up for 6 a.m. workout. So it kind of just tripled over into my life.
2: Yeah. I guess – and t- tell me about the whole XFL thing. Like, was that just an itch? You just like, you got the bug back and you're like, I want to scratch. Yeah, well, yeah, so my old football
0: coach, Joel Jackson, he played at OU back in the early, late 90s, maybe early 2000s. He was my middle school coach. Well, anyway, I'm on vacation in Costa Rica one day and that had been eight months or so before this whole thing was supposed to happen in December. He well, was like, hey, you want to come play? And I'm like, what do you mean you play? He's like, well, Andrew's going to play. And Andrew Jones, my quarterback. And I'm like, oh, well, I haven't really worked out, but he like, well, we got to work out this next week. And I was like, man, I need six weeks, you know. And so the buzz built. Stoops called me and Andrew called me. We formulated a plan. Um, I stayed in shape, went to a couple workouts out there. And then, you know, the baby coming, I really underestimated the baby. and be going to Dallas, you know. And so it just wasn't a good time. I, you know, I was, I'm, I'm a full-time family man. And so um, I just decided not to make that trip.
2: Yeah. I bet it felt great to pad up again, though, running, you know, run around. Oh, yeah, I was running around. I was in great shape, too,
0: so I'm trying to keep that. Uh, yeah, it was good to get going again, run a little bit, sprint a little bit, and, you know, I was like, oh, I don't. I was 31 at the time. I'm still feeling young, you know, so it, it was fun.
2: That's awesome. I yeah. kind of recently got back into, you know, like I said, played golf in college and recently got back, got the itch again. I'm trying to compete a little bit more, but tough in yeah. to, you know, a mindset it's the mental side yeah. of things that from sport and the speed yeah. of the sport for you and you know, for sure, it's, for sure you know you realize how far how far out you were I guess yeah. you know, I was running around with those little guys and they could
0: go all day and you know I'm stretching after and they're still bouncing around so I knew things were changing on me for sure
2: yeah um, so uh, you know, the, uh, I have one of my partners doing you know for the podcast is the Oklahoma Hall of Fame and they've been awesome. They they help out one episode a week. They they sponsor one episode a week, and and you know they've set up some great interviews with Oklahoma Hall of Famers, um, Hal Smith, probably who you know. Yeah, you know we did a podcast with Hal, and then uh, Dr. George Henderson. His podcast will come out soon. We did a great podcast with him recently. Nice. But, uh, I want to ask you two questions. Um, you get a phone call from the Oklahoma Hall of Fame saying that you're going to be inducted. Who's the first person that you call once you get off the phone?
0: The first person I call? Jeez, I'd I probably, obviously, my, my, my wife, and then I would call my boys, you know? So, like, we're on a group message, and I'd probably just go, oh, this is what just happened. But if you say call, obviously, I would, my wife, my boys, and my mom, and then so on and so forth.
2: Yeah, and then yeah. When, you're, when you're inducted, you're about to get your medal, who, in, who uh, introduces you on stage? <laughs>
0: Mark Clayton, maybe. Yeah. He's was, he a was guy, as a little young kid I looked up to, um, they compared me to him while I was even playing, so we built a great relationship. He was essentially the, the start of the receiver phase at OU, I, at least as far as I remember. Um, so if he, he called me, it'd be awesome.
1: Yeah.
2: Do you, yeah. Have, uh, do you have a moment at OU that you, you could take back, that you could like get one play, that you should have done something that you really – like, they're really kind of – because, all I mean, you always have the good memories of making the catches uh, in the place, But is there one thing that kind of just niggles at you? Uh, yeah, I can tell you the.
0: It was a home game. I was on the north – on the north end zone. I was on the south end zone. And we're running this. It was another touchdown. I can end my career with one more. Well, I run this route. It's like a little slant, 10-yard, like one 10-yard line going in. It hits my hands and, and bounces off. I couldn't tell you who we were playing, but it was one of those routine catches that I just lapsed. Um, so that would probably be the one. But man, I, I remember all my good ones. The bad ones, I just really let go.
2: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, you know, that, that's quite the opposite to most people, right? Like some people, like you know, they especially like they always remember the bad ones for some reason. Um, yeah, I suppress all my
0: bad memories, man. I, I see my teachers all the time. My old middle school
2: hell teachers,
0: like, hey, do you remember when you did it? I'm like, no, I do not remember. No idea what did you did in your class. You know, maybe, yeah, for sure. But yes, I'm a positive person, man. Just go on to the next
2: one. Yeah. Um, all right, I have a few, like I say, they're quick fire questions. They're really not, but I have a few. Quick. Yeah. Uh, favorite social media platform? Instagram. Uh, what are you currently working on outside of real estate? I'm I
0: currently working, working on. It. Uh, I'm all real estate, man, just to be real with you. I'm trying to build a team and learning the market every day and yeah. helping my clients, yeah. Uh,
2: anything that keeps you up at night? No, I sleep like a baby. <laughs>
0: Not much at all. Uh,
2: what are you afraid of?
0: Uh, to be honest, you know, I'm, I'm afraid to... Make it to retirement um, and not fulfill my dreams, man, to be honest with you.
2: Uh, or fulfill my full potential. How about I say that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, do you have a secret talent? Secret Nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. at Oh, yeah. Uh, I can juggle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right, three balls. Yeah. Uh,
2: you got one song to sing in karaoke. What is it? In the Club by 50 Cent. That's the one I always pick <laughs> when I do karaoke. Yeah advice the uh, yep. best advice you've ever received
0: man that's a loaded question um i guess as of late it's um very simple just be you and understand that not everybody's supposed to like you and mm-hmm. so that's why i am i think that's gonna be my model from 30 to 40 years old
2: not everyone's supposed to like you if they do then someone's wrong right uh biggest misconception about you
0: Hmm, I don't know if there I don't know what misconceptions there are out there about me. Um, I don't
2: answer well, that. you answer. don't see any you never saw one in the media and you're like that's ah, totally wrong. Well
0: outside of me being slow and not <laughs> fast, I, don't I guess that's the only one, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure.
0: I'm not into sweets, but i eat sweets. Um, so I guess that would probably be it. You have a favorite candy? Uh, yeah, Snickers, uh,
2: Reese's, um, that's anything chocolate, really. Yeah. Um, favorite, uh, I guess, favorite Marvel movie? Favorite Marvel
0: movie? I'm not into Marvel. I make fun of my one of my good friends that loves Marvel movies. Um Maybe when my boy gets a little bit older, I might become a fan. I'm just uh, yeah. I'm, a- I'm, a, I'm a non-fiction person, to be honest with you. So it's just, uh, it's kind of, and it's hard when I watch movies that are fake. It's just, or read yeah. books that are fake. That's just my, my personality. Um,
2: I guess any up-and-commas that you have your eye on?
0: up and as in? Oh.
2: Players? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Man, believe it or not, I played ball. I was good at it. I'm not a gung-ho, die-hard fan. I'll turn it on when, when when OU's playing. I'll watch, you know. But, obviously, I want to see us get a national championship. I don't care what quarterback helps us do it, what receiver helps us do it, what coach helps us do it. But I'm, I'm a fan until I die, so I want to see us produce. Man. But I'm not – yeah, just – obviously, you hear about the quarterbacks and things like that. You know, I just want all those guys to win.
2: Yeah. As, what's your, I guess, relationship like with the team right now? Like, it, and are you still kind right. of involved? Are you still like, I guess, what I assume would be that you're like more of a role model and a teaching them kind of?
0: Yeah, well, I've been up there to do new FCA. Um, I haven't spent much time with the football team, but when I go around, you know, on game days, you know, I still super breeze with the guys when I can. Uh, I don't really have a personal relationship with too many of the coaches, but, you know, they respect me. I respect them when I go up there on game days.
2: Yeah yeah um all right two more if you could travel back in time where would you go and where or where would you go and why where would i go and why i mean i just want to go back to
0: high school you know those are my, some of my funnest memories man So just go back to call it ninth grade and just get it in. yeah
2: yeah uh, and then last one uh what advice would you give to your 20 year old self to my 20 year old self and i feel like i've done a lot of maturing since then um Oh, man, I was a
0: straight up football guy at that time. And man, I don't have any regrets, to be honest with you. But just, I feel like where I am right now, it's, it's, it's picture perfect where I want to be. Yeah. I'm a positive person. Um, I feel like I was pretty mature at 20. I just came off the suspension year. You know what I mean? So, yes, yeah, so I just, I feel like I'm playing my cards right since then, man. Yeah. yeah. Seems yeah. like it, right? Yeah, um, but yeah, man, I guess I could say it just, I don't know, man, just spend more I time with my parents, man, at the end of the day, I guess.
2: I guess you, know. could, you could go, what would you say to yourself if you were 16? Go back to years then. If I was 16?
0: Ah, yeah. oh, man, just follow your dreams and don't let the doubters deter you. Uh-huh. That would be the, the one thing I would say.
2: Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, for everyone listening and watching, you can go for, for Ryan, uh, mostly active I'd say on Instagram I have Ryan Boyles on Instagram um, learn some great things there and then I'm sure if you've got real estate questions or you have your real estate needs and you don't want to use me because my accent's amazing uh, right. Ryan and he'll sign some autographs for you and he will help you buy and sell a house yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. friendly competition I guess we should say uh, but no mate, I really appreciate this this has been awesome um, you know to learn to learn about the things you've gone through and the way you've turned it into you know a successful business and, and just the continued work ethic and and just building for the future like this is just the beginning right you know this sure, is a man. slow you know it's just it's a it's a slow process and and playing the long game especially in real estate is uh is a winning formula so well, I appreciate you
0: appreciate message let me share my story man keep doing your thing on social media to the podcast so i uh,
2: appreciate it man awesome man thanks so much for everyone listening i'll post Ryan's uh, social media links down below and a link to his new website for him and Mary Vast new real estate company And yeah, go follow Ryan on social media at Ryan Boris. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next episode. Cheers.
1: This podcast was presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. who have been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at OklahomaHOF.com and definitely on Instagram at OklahomaHOF. Catch you next episode. Cheers.
0: Thank you for listening.